What's up fellas, welcome back to another episode of the Public Announcement Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about um, technological progress and unchecked technological progress and how I think that it will bring more pain and more suffering to the human race than as expected more pleasure and harmony and peace. So uh, what is kind of like unchecked unchecked technological progress, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean improvements in the sphere of technology, basically, right? So this can range from a new iPhone to a self-driving car, anything that really moves the industry somewhere into a new direction. Of course, there are bigger and smaller jumps. Between the new iPhone models, there's not such a big jump, but of course, between a normal car and a self-driving car, that's quite a big technological jump. So we have to also keep that one in mind. Now, you may ask, why is this technological improvement happening? Well, there's a simple answer. We want to live more comfortable lives, and therefore we try to make them easier on ourselves. I mean, why were computers, mobile phones, cars, all this invented? It was always to replace something which was kind of obsolete, right? So, I don't know, cars replaced horses, and they are better than horses' cars today, right? They're faster, they can get longer distances, they do not get tired... Yeah, they break down quite in a while, a horse doesn't break down, but a car cannot really die in the literal sense, right? It can only break down and then you buy a new one and you don't have to feed it, you don't have to care for it, you just kind of park it and it's there, right? And, well, of course, even, for example, the smartphone, right? Even though we have improved the smartphone, well, we went from a telephone to a telegraph to letters, then to a smartphone, probably. Or letters and email, again, another technological progress that has somehow influenced or made our lives much more easier. And there is always that goal, even if you want to save lives or just to simplify lives, it's to make life more comfortable. That's the basic baseline of why we improve. Now, people think that comfort is always good and that comfort automatically leads to a more happy life, which, okay, in some cases might be true. For example... Again, as with the example of letters and mail, of course, now I'm much more comfortable of sending a mail because, well, it's faster, it's more reliable, and, you know, there's the direct reply options, fine, you know, I simplify my life and I'm happy, but not all lead to an automatically happy life, we are going to touch on that a bit later, but just remember this one. And we can kind of see that since people will be always hedonistic in a way, or at least a little bit, we will always try to improve and move forward and make our lives even more comfortable. That's that's pretty self-explanatory. Now, the title of this episode is Homo Zeus, and uh, that is a play on the words on one of the books I've read called Homo Deus. Yeah, Homo Deus, which, you know, it was an interesting book to read, uh, quite a nice read. But the guy there talked about something that actually inspired me to do this episode, and that is the robots and algorithms, right? I'm not so much scared of the technological progress when we say, for example, a new model of iPhone is going to come out. I'm I'm not really scared for that, you know, there's just going to be one extra camera, nothing more. So what should I be scared of? But I am kind of scared of artificial intelligence, of robots and these algorithms and what they might do. Let's say we will invent robots who will help us in a way every day with everyday tasks. We already did, right? You, have, for example, might have an automatized vacuum cleaner. There are these little robot landmowers. Those are all things that are robots and they help us with our everyday life. 
And of course, as we explained before, there will be a tendency to make them better and better and better. And now let's imagine that somebody by some chance invents at least a very borderline or baseline artificial intelligence, right? I'm talking about close to human intelligence. Even a very basic vacuum cleaner could kind of benefit from it, right? Imagine if a vacuum cleaner could think like us, right? For example, he could maybe, or yeah, the robot could maybe learn new routes every day, right? Kind of like uh, adapt the route. He could kind of like think about it and then adapt the route based on the best... Um, best i don't know he would just kind of calculate the best route every day and he would make himself you know he would make the cleaning faster and and more simpler for the people he could also maybe um kind of study the best time to clean when there is least obstructions in this way you know all these things that we kind of do automatically as humans this robot could benefit from and we are talking about a very simple a vacuum cleaner robot right now imagine an automized car i don't think this robot can even function without an intelligence that is kind of close to us right and that's also a robot that is supposed to make our lives more comfortable some machines as i mentioned will have to have this function to uh, work properly right they will have to at least mimic our intelligence and that only leads me to think that science and robotics will move towards the goal of developing a full artificial intelligence. That means an intelligence like a human for the robot. So the robot can be even more perfect. And, um, and therefore, there is a possibility that at one point in the human race, we will have very smart robots which will be part of our household. I mean, like full-scale human-like robots, like Simps in Fallout 4, something like that. And those robots will be smarter, better, faster at everything than us. And we might not only use them for house chores or to mow the lawn or to look after the kids, right? We might use them, for example, to ask an important question or or decide about an important life decision, right? This might be like a hyper-intelligent Siri who will just tell us everything, not just search the term in Google terms, but the robot will know you basically because it lives with you and gives you advice like a normal human, right? If you ask another human for advice, he has a certain intelligence or she to give you some advice on the given issue. Imagine if a robot could do that with all the uh, information he can process at once. He will be the ultimate decider in a way. He, he will almost always have the truth or will have a much better chance at having the truth than a normal human. And on top of that, the robot won't have emotions in a way, right? It will be just pure calculation. So there will be just precise judgment. Imagine, for example, there would be a law, lawyer or judge robot. How many laws could the robot study? He could know like entire law database and up, update himself. Whereas human lawyers, they have to do that on their own. They have to read the books, they have to remember. And there is not a single human... Um, a uh, human lawyer that remembers all the laws in the universe ever made or in his country. And when there is a new law, the, the human is not automatically updated. He has to read it somewhere or, or get it from somewhere. So this was just one example, right? Judges and lawyers, people who have to make exact, precise decisions. If we put a robot there that is super smart and has no emotions, I mean, we eliminate all the things that, uh, that make human judges and lawyers faulty in a way, right? That, 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 that's the main premise, I guess. 
But, you know, so far so good, right? You may ask, why is this bad? No, I've prepared five big reasons on why is this bad. First of all, if we think about artificial intelligence, right, we will develop it somehow and there is a large chance that at some point we will lose control. If you imagine it, you know, it will learn on it itself. So it might develop new algorithms, new calculations, something that we might not understand. And there is a very easy chance that the corporations will just lose control of it. But because they are afraid to let it out and let their stocks drop, they will just kind of keep it under the rug and say there is no problem. And they are potentially putting everybody into danger. They can pretend they know how the shit works, but they, they, they don't really, right? They can kind of like say like, okay, yeah, we, we made the robot. We kind of know how to repair it and stuff, but they do not have to understand it. And even if you think about it, it, it is happening. Now, if you would take one engineer from Google, like a database engineer, he doesn't understand the entire algorithms or one algorithm that is, for example, in the search engine, because that was developed by a team of many, many people. Right, and each of them doing their little part, and each of the people understands only their little part. They don't understand the grand image. It's not the, the, the for example, the web search algorithm. I, I don't know what it is, but I don't think it was developed by one person. It, it is developed by a team of person, and it's constantly updating itself. Right? I don't think there is a single person in Google that understands the algorithm all by himself. And now imagine a robot that will pretty much develop new algorithms as it goes. That is. That, 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 there is no chance that a single person will understand what the robot is doing, right? Second of all, this kind of links to this, the improvements are unchecked. No, we as the people have no power to tell the corporations what they can and cannot develop. And, th and this is to our detriment. We have no control over what is being let out into the market. It's something that can potentially harm us, not as a human race, but as, as the planet also, right? This is something we have no right to say we don't even know what the corporations are developing behind their backs and i do understand it right they, they don't want to spread the news around because competition and stuff like that but i think that uh, dangerous advancements and improvements under the disguise of uh, technological improvement and more comfortable lives is more dangerous and we as people have to be informed what is being made and, and not informed in the way that google releases an article we are developing a car that drives itself, right? Not that type of stuff. Um, kind of like saying, like, what are we doing? What are we adding? What are we trying to do? I think corporations have to be more responsible with this. They have to understand that the consumer can be put to risk if their experiment goes batshit insane, for example. Now, first, first of all, this again connects with the second point. As much as I like to believe, I don't see the society being aware of everything that is happening or what it might do, even if we were given the information, right? No corporation is going to say, well, this robot might kill you, right? They're, if anything, they're going to just give us the baseline information and we have to figure everything out themselves. I don't see the majority doing that. I don't see the majority finding out information on their own. I don't see the majority thinking about the issue. And I don't think the majority will vote no because somebody will promise that their lives will get more comfortable. And the moment they hear more comfortable, everything else goes bad. You know, everything else doesn't matter at that point. 
How many times have we heard that Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I, I fucking even think Snapchat takes your data and does something with it that we don't know, that we have no control over. And people still use it, right? Because it makes their life more comfortable. They don't give a shit about some data. They should, but they don't, right? And even I, who am aware of it, aware of the issue, I still have a Facebook account and Instagram account. Why? Because it's a simple way to chat with my friends. I don't want to tell all my friends at Instagram that, you know what, I'm getting off this shit. Find me somewhere else. I have many friends that are only on Instagram and many friends that are only on Facebook, right? And I have to communicate with them daily about stuff. And and, and even if I don't, right, I, ha- I have a few Instagram pages that are directed for business. I cannot just cancel that and say like, okay, fuck it, I'm, I'm leaving Instagram. You get what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard to just leave this technology once it's been implemented. Another thing, or the fourth point, or the fourth reason, is that even if people, or some people, think it's bad, right? This is more connected to uh, the third point. As I mentioned, there is going to be still a general consensus in the society that we should keep such technology. Why? Well, again, it makes the life more simple, and once it's been implemented, it's very hard to take out. This is an important point. As I mentioned with the example of Google and Instagram, right? Or, or, Or Facebook. There are so many things that we today have that we didn't have 10 years ago that we today cannot imagine to live without, right? Or even 20 and 30. Try to go back in time to the 80s and show your laptop to the man there. He, he will be like, what the fuck is this alien gear, right? He, he, in the 80s, people were perfectly fine without these types of fast, ultra-fast laptops. Now, if you don't have a laptop that is at least that fast, you know... <clears throat> You are somehow behind. You're falling behind. If you decide that, well, I don't want to have my phone because it's tracking me, you're a weirdo. Even though 10, 20, even 20 years ago, yeah, let's say 20 years ago, people could function without portable phones or smartphones. It was perfectly fine back then, right? As we move on and as we implement technology, People get used to it, and people who don't catch on the technological train, they get left behind, and it's very uncomfortable to get left behind in a very fast-paced society. That's why people buy the new iPhones, buy the new MacBooks, buy the new this, buy the new that, because they always want to be at the front of the train that is rolling extremely fast forward, and we don't know where the fuck it's rolling forward. And the fifth point is that technology in the future might, as we mentioned with the hyper-intelligent Siri example, might direct our lives in a way. Imagine if you had this ultra-intelligent robot at your home. It, it was designed to do house chores. It was designed to do whatever the fuck you needed it to do so you had less, less bullshit to t- take care of. But you decide to ask it a question. What should we get for dinner? And very simple question. Now, the robot calculates, does this... And based on some algorithms, based on how much data the robot has gathered on you, he tells you something. You say, all right, you, I don't know, get pizza or whatever. Next time, you're going to ask a more serious question, a more serious, more serious. You might start asking the robot very serious life decision question because you think or you righteously believe that the robot is more smart than an average human. And this will make people miserable if this is at any point implemented because people will at that point lose even the uh, the illusion of free will. They will basically be just 
at the mercy of the robot. The robot will say something and the people will be like, yeah, okay, let's go. And it will be a very unhappy and sad existence, I'm telling you. This might not happen, but I see it very probably happening, right? So those are my five points why it's bad. And now, you know, since we have said why it's bad, can, is there any way we can kind of stop this? And the many mistake people do is they say, well, okay, let's go full Kaczynski. Uh, that doesn't really work. You have to still understand, even if we went full Kaczynski, if we, even if we went back to like primal societies, we are still going to arrive at this point at some time in the future, in maybe 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 years, because people still want to make their lives more comfortable. And therefore, they will try to improve. They will try to find new technologies, find new things to do, and we will at the end of the day, improve. We will go back to the technology. The only way we can kind of stop this or minimize this is if we try to uh, consume less or, or if we understood that suffering uh, comes with our lives naturally and trying to minimize suffering causes more suffering in the future. But, you know, I don't think everybody will kind of accept this idea. Like, let's be kind of frank here, right? People always want to minimize suffering. They don't really think long term. So that's kind of improbable. But that's the worst thing. We can't really stop it somehow. And, and even people who want to stop it, uh, they're, they're kind of going to be left behind. They're going to be ostracized from the society, which is also not good. Which is not very... Yeah, that's not beneficial for the individual. Let's just agree on that. What you can do, as I mentioned before you can become something that i call a cautious consumer but we are going to talk about that in the next episode because this episode is getting very long and i think a cautious consumer needs to be a separate episode where we discuss this what it means what to do and i'm going to also give some practical examples i don't see too many practical examples with this type of shit people just say like oh, you, you should do this and they're like they don't really give you an example a practical thing to do where to try it a practical example, right? So even practical examples, there are going to be there. So thank you for listening. I know this has been a bit longer episode, but this episode, yeah, well, I had lots to say. So I, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. Again, we have a mail, um, an email where you can get a free newsletter, you know, and updates about episodes. So that's kind of nice. You know, you, you for filling out a free second formulaire, you get um, you get free content, so I guess what can you lose, right? You cannot subscribe at any moment. And yeah, basically that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and see you in an English episode in two weeks. Bye bye. Bye bye.